Uh, welcome to the podcast. Uh, we're going to get right into the VP debate here in a second. Uh, but I wanted to open up with a little, a little tribute to the man who just went upstairs, Eddie Van Halen. Uh, he passed away last week, and it's just a huge loss for the world, um, for music, for rock, um, for everything. So, but anyway, we got a vice presidential debate to cover, and I am late on this. I apologize for that, but here we go. I want to start off with a nice roast from your vice president, Pence. Um, this was after a question was asked by uh, the moderator on COVID-19 and on how Donald Trump appeared to have never ha- had a plan for COVID-19. Um, and Pence was talking about uh, the the um, plan of the Biden campaign. And here we go. Let's see what he had to say. The reality is when you look at the Biden plan, it reads an awful lot like what President Trump and I and our task force have been doing every step of the way. I mean, quite frankly, uh, when I look at their plan that talks about advancing testing, creating new PPE, developing a vaccine, um, it looks a little bit like plagiarism, which is something Joe Biden knows a little bit about. And I think the American people know that this is a president who has put the Thank health of America Trump. first and the American people, I believe with my heart, can be Thank proud of the sacrifices yes. they have made. All right. So there's the moderator stepping in to try to save Kamala Harris. That, that'll be a theme that we'll see throughout the night. Um, yeah, that, that was after Kamala Harris attacked uh, Mike Pence for his approach to the coronavirus. Um, yeah, and my, my thoughts on this really quickly are that it's very dishonest for Democrats to attack conservatives for COVID policy. Um, because like, like, like Pence said, all of their plans were the exact same as Trump's. And um, on top of that, death was going to happen. It's not like the, the Republicans, the evil Republicans, didn't do anything because they just wanted people to die. They just had policies that they followed that they were recommended by experts that were able to mitigate damages and mitigate deaths. And that's a good thing. But the problem is that all death was not going to be mitigated, and there's nothing that the Republicans can do about that. Um, so after this, yeah, like I said, Kamala Harris would attack Mike Pence for his COVID-19 policy, and here, let's just give a listen to Mike Pence's response to this. And in our prayers. But when you say what the American people have done over these last eight months hasn't worked, that's a great disservice to the sacrifices the American people have made. The reality, if I may may finish, Senator, the reality is, Dr. Fauci said, everything that he told the president in the Oval Office, the president told the American people. Now, President Trump, I will tell you, has boundless confidence in the American people, and he always spoke with confidence that we'd get through this together. But when you say it hasn't worked, when Dr. Fauci and Dr. Burks and our medical experts came to us in the second week of March, they said if the president didn't take the unprecedented step of shutting down roughly half of the American economy, that we could lose 2.2 million Americans. And that's the reality. Thank you. They also Thank said to us President if we did everything right, Susan, we could still lose more than 200,000 Americans. Vice President now, one Pence. life lost is too Thank many, Susan. All right. And there we go. There's Susan, the debate moderator interrupting Vice President Pence yet again. 
Um, the pattern of interruptions uh, in, was continued and was parroted all over social media, again, on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, after the debate, just like the presidential debate. The difference was both candidates were significantly better at not um, insulting the other candidate and at not um, interrupting the other candidate as much. Um, that being said, people acted like Pence was just interrupting and quote-unquote mansplaining the entire debate. And that's just not true. Um, as you can see there, Kamala tried to um, interrupt him and he, he politely asked her to stop. And that did. Um, as he pointed out too, the idea that Democrats in power um, would have caused success in the coronavirus response is just blatantly false. Just for example, the top four states in deaths per 100,000 are New York, New Jersey, Massachusetts, and Connecticut. The difference after Connecticut in deaths per 100,000 um, and the next state is insane. Um, these three states just got hammered compared to every other state. Um, here, I'm going to read off their deaths per 100,000. New York, 182. New Jersey, 171. Massachusetts, 139. Connecticut, 127. There is, I believe, one Republican state that had more than 100 deaths per million, or deaths per 100,000, sorry, in the entire country. Um, and now they will point to New York's success with low cases and low death rates. But that's because everyone is already dead. If, if you get coronavirus and it runs through the entire population, nobody can get coronavirus anymore. So, of course, they're going to have lower rates. That being said, New York is seeing a spike. Anyway, um, another thing to talk about in this topic is that Trump's messaging obviously wasn't good throughout the pandemic so far. He's just... He's a great marketer, and he's a great salesman, but he's just a terrible, terrible PR person. He's never been good at this his entire presidency, and he still is not, and it's just kicking him in the butt. Um, but like Pence points out, we did not have a terrible response to this pandemic, and the Democrats wouldn't have done anything different if they were in power compared to what the Republicans that were in power did. Um, the next section of the debate that I really want to touch on is taxes. Um, here, let's see what Kamala had to say about this. On day one, Joe Biden will repeal that tax bill. He'll get rid of it. And what he'll do with the money is invest it in the American people. And through a plan that is about investing in infrastructure, something that Donald Trump said he would do, I remember hearing about some infrastructure week, I don't think it ever happened, but Joe Biden will do that. He'll invest in infrastructure. It's about upgrading our roads and bridges, but also investing in clean energy and renewable energy. Joe is going to invest that money in what we need to do around innovation. There was a time when our country believed in science and invested in research oh, and shot. development so that anyway, we were in a... Senator Harris? Well, I mean, I thought we saw enough of it in last week's debate, but I think this is supposed to be a debate based on fact and truth. And the truth and the fact is Joe Biden has been very clear. He will not raise taxes on anybody who makes less than $400,000 a year. He repeal the Trump tax cuts. Uh, Mr. Vice... And there's a good point for Pence. In the first clip I showed you, Kamala Harris said that she is going to repeal her and Don her and Joe Biden in their first day in office will repeal the Trump tax cuts. Correct, right? Okay, perfect. Now let's look at our next clip. Three minutes later. 
she says they will not raise taxes on anyone that makes less than $400,000. Those two things cannot possibly happen at the same time. Just to give you some statistics here. Um, the, from the Independent Tax Policy Center, 86.6% of households making between seventy-five dollars and $100,000 got a tax cut due to the Trump tax cuts that he passed. 65% of the entire United States population got a tax cut because of that bill. So acting like you can remove an entire bill that cut taxes for the entire United States and then not raise taxes on people that make less than $400,000 is just not possible. Now, sure, new, new taxes being added may not affect anybody making less than 400000 But that doesn't change the fact that repealing the Trump tax cuts is going to affect the majority of Americans. Um, let's just continue on here. Mr. President, I'm speaking. Well, <laughs> I'm speaking. The important is you said the truth. Joe Biden has said yeah, twice in the debate last week that he's going to repeal the Trump the tax cuts. That was tax cuts that gave the average working family $2,000 in a tax Correct. break every single year. That Senator, is, that is that's the math. absolutely not true. That is he is only, cutting, is he only going to repeal so part of the Trump? Oh, my God. Okay. So I was looking at this, too. <laughs> During the whole debate, Pence, in his appearance, looks like a, a Marvel supervillain. Kamala Harris legitimately talks like one. And, like, her personality and the way that she is... It, it feels like she's an actual supervillain. Um, anyway, on to the next part. Here's, here's a good attack that I thought Harris um, laid on Pence. You have a pre-existing condition. Heart disease, diabetes, breast cancer, they're coming for you. If you love someone who has a pre-existing condition, Thank you. Thank they're you, coming Harris. for you. If not you are under the age of 26 on your parents' coverage, they're coming for you. Senator Harris, thank you. You're welcome. Let me give you a chance to respond. Well, I hope we have a chance to talk about health care because Obamacare was a disaster. The American people remember it well. And President Trump and I have a plan to, to improve health care and to protect, protect pre-existing conditions for every American. But look, uh, Senator Harris, you're, you're entitled to your own opinion, but you're not entitled to your own facts. Okay. So Pence's response was that they have a plan. We were told they had a plan in 2016. We were told they had a plan in 2017, 18, 19, and now 20. But the matter of the fact is they haven't presented any actual plan to change the national health care market besides getting rid of the individual mandate. That's a good step in the right direction, but they haven't provided an actual comprehensive plan. On top of that, Kamala Harris is correct when she says that they are coming after pre-existing conditions in court right now. Which is why it's just so annoying that the Trump campaign is practicing politics this way. It's just political malpractice to go after a group like that during an election cycle. That being said, obviously, I don't think they want people with pre-existing conditions to not be insured. But I think that was a good attack by um, Harris. Um, here we go. We're going to look at another clip here. The topic, which is climate change. And Vice President Pence, I'd like to pose the first question to you. Okay, how do Democrats This year we've seen record-setting hurricanes in the South. Another one, Hurricane Delta, is now threatening the Gulf. And we have seen record-setting wildfires in the West. Do you believe, as the scientific community has concluded, that man-made climate change 
has made wildfires bigger, hotter, and more deadly, and have made hurricanes wetter, slower, and more damaging. You have two minutes uninterrupted. Thank you, Susan. Well, first, I'm very proud of our record on the environment and on conservation. According to all of the best estimates, our, our air and land are cleaner than any time ever recorded, and our water is among the cleanest in the world. And just a little while ago, the president signed the Outdoors Act. It's the largest investment in our public lands and public parks in 100 years. So President Trump has made a commitment to conservation and to the environment. Now, with regard to climate change, the climate is changing. But the issue is, what's the cause and what do we do about it? That's a good point, my Pence. We can't just throw money at climate change. That's not going to work. That's not going to help anything. That's not going to change anything. Um, so anyway, I want to I want to move on now to to fracking. Uh, Pence laid an attack on Kamala Harris, and then Kamala Harris's response will show after that. And we've done it through natural gas and fracking, which Senator, the American people can go look at the record. I I know Joe Biden says otherwise now, as you do. But the both of you repeatedly committed to abolishing fossil fuel and banning of fracking. And so by creating the kind of American innovation, we're actually steering toward a stronger and better environment. With regard to wildfires, President Trump and I believe that forest management has to be front and center. And even Governor Gavin Newsom from your state has agreed we've got to work on forest management. And with regard to hurricanes, the National Oceanic Administration tells us that actually as, as difficult as they are, Thank you, Vice President. there are no more hurricanes today than Thank there you. were a hundred years ago. Thank you. Okay. Um, before we show Kamala's response, uh, let me show you this video. My family lives in western Pennsylvania where fracked gas wells have become a common sight. Will you commit to implementing a federal ban on fracking your first day in office? There's no question I'm in favor of banning fracking. So, yeah. That's great. Can't wait for her to back off of that one. Um, and as, as Pence points out, both Kamala Harris and Joe Biden in their past have, have supported one thing or another, and they're both just your run-of-the-mill politician that just flip-flop on any issue as long as they think they can get votes there. So here, let's look at what Kamala had to say back to Pence. Farms. Joe has seen and talked with the farmers in Iowa whose entire crops have been destroyed because of floods. And so Joe believes, again, in science. I'll tell you something, Susan. I served when I first got to the Senate on the committee that's responsible for the environment. Do you know this administration took the word science off the website and then took the phrase climate change off the website? This, we have seen a pattern with this administration, which is they don't believe in science. And Joe's plan is about saying, we're going to deal with it, but we're also going to create jobs. Donald Trump, when asked about the wildfires in California, and, and the question was, you know, the science is telling us this. You know what Donald Trump said? Science doesn't know. So let's talk about who is prepared to lead our country over the course of the next four years on what is an existential threat to us as human beings. Joe is about saying, we're going to invest that in renewable energy. It's going to be... Okay. Climate change is not an exponential, or an existential threat. It just isn't. Like, it, at this point in time, it is not. Is it happening? Absolutely. Do humans have something to do with it? Possibly. Do they for sure? No. How big of an impact do we have? 
we don't know. What do we do about it? Certainly don't destroy the world economy, because that would be bad. On top of that, the United States is doing fairly well and reducing carbon emissions. Like, this is just true. The world leaders in carbon emissions are not the United States, they're China and India. And no matter what the world wants to do, we're not going to get those two countries to stop polluting the environment. Anyway, uh, let's continue on here. Uh, I'm going to show another thing. So this is talking about Trump and his refusal to a peaceful transfer of power. Uh, I, I just hate this question. And I hate the fact that it keeps coming up and that people keep having to answer this question. Because it's a, it's a very partisan, very targeted question against Donald Trump. That question was not asked by the media in for Barack Obama in 2012. Because guess what? Presidents will peacefully leave the White House when they lose. That's how it works. That's how it's always worked. That's how it's going to continue to work. That's how Donald Trump will do it if he loses in 2020. But the Democrats have stock in this narrative that Donald Trump is evil. He's a fascist. He's an authoritarian. And he wants to be a dictator. And that's just not true. So they keep asking this question to him. And he doesn't want to answer and say, yeah, I'm going to totally leave office. Because that's not a fair question to ask. He doesn't want to leave office. He's still in a heated debate. and a heated race. If you just admit to, yeah, I'm just going to leave office. That's demoralizing to your base. So anyway, here's the question. First to the question on our final topic, the election itself. President Trump has several times refused to commit himself to a peaceful transfer of power after the election. If your ticket wins and President Trump refuses to accept a peaceful transfer of power, what steps would you and Vice President Biden then take? What would happen next? You have two minutes. So I'll tell you, um, Joe and I are, I think, particularly um, proud of the coalition that we've built around our campaign. We probably have one of the broadest coalitions of folks that you've ever seen in a presidential race. Of course, we have the support of Democrats, but also independents and Republicans. In fact, um, seven members of uh, President George W. Bush's cabinet are supporting our ticket. Uh, we have the support of, of Colin Powell, Cindy McCain, John Kasich, um, over 500 uh, generals, retired generals, and, and former national security experts and advisors are supporting our campaign. And I believe they are doing that because they know that Joe Biden has a deep, deep-seated commitment to fight for our democracy and to fight for the integrity of our democracy and to bring integrity back to the White House. And so we believe in the American people. We believe in our democracy. And here's what I'd like to say to everybody. Vote. Please vote. Vote early. Come up with a plan to vote. Go to IWillVote.com. Okay. Vote. That's her message there. Um, here, I'm going to just show you a moment of Pence's response. To a peaceful transfer of power after the election. If Vice President Biden is declared the winner and President Trump refuses to accept a peaceful transfer of power, what would be your role and responsibility as Vice President? What would you personally do? You have two minutes. Well, Susan, first and foremost, I think we're going to win this election. That's it. That's all he has to say. He went on for a little bit longer, but that's all he has to say. They're going to win the election. And if they don't win the election, they will leave because they're normal people. Because guess what? The people you disagree with in politics are not evil.
besides Kamala Harris. But they're not. Everybody's not a nefarious, evil person. They're normal people that live in the world. Anyway, um, the debate would conclude with a, a question from an eighth grader about bipartisanship and getting rid of the two-party system and just, you know, the, the, the typical politics stuff that eighth graders talk about. Um, and I thought that both candidates did fine answering the question. Uh, Pence said, well, we need to look for unity. We need to work across the aisle. This is the United States of America. Come on, people. Kamala Harris started off talking about how awesome Joe Biden was and then would go on to say something similar. Boring end. Wholesome end. Boring end to the debate. Anyway, I want to cover something else <laughs> that happened today. Joe Biden, I'm going to show you a one-minute clip, and then we're all going to laugh together. Here he is in Toledo, Ohio today. There's no, there's no quit in America. There's none in America. We can do anything that we need to do if we can do it together. Nothing can stop us. You know, we have to come together. That's why I'm running. I'm running as a proud Democrat for the Senate when I am running as a proud Democrat for vice president. I'm running as a proud Democrat for president. There you go. But I promise you this. I will govern as an American president. Oh, man. He's legitimately a dead body. They're just trying to drag his dead body across the finish line so they can win this election. And then they're going to use the 25th Amendment to remove him from office. And then they're going to put Kamala Harris in. Whew, that's not good because Kamala Harris is scary as a leader. Anyway, Joe Biden has lost it. He said he wanted to run for Senate. Um, he's already ran for Senate. He's already been in the Senate. He's no longer in the Senate, and he's not running for Senate. He's running for president. Joe Biden, this is elder abuse. Drop out of their race. I really legitimately, as a human being, feel sorry for you. Um, with that being said, I'm going to get another podcast out tomorrow, probably, having to do with the SCOTUS hearings. Because there's lots of fun stuff happening there, including just, you know, regular moderate Americans calling this an evil sham of a hearing. Anyway, yeah, that's all I got for you guys tonight. Uh, have a good night. Smile.